0: Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh, and I hope everybody's having a great Friday. If you want to give me a call today, 585-346-3000 or toll-free 866-552-1009. Headline news today, global elites converge on Washington, D.C. for the Bilderberg Group meeting. You want to talk about a, a level of confidence that these global elites have? They haven't done a Bilderberg meeting in uh, D.C. I think since 2006 or 2007. Um, And so this was right before the last economic collapse, if you get my drift on that. And, uh, yep, very, very tight security, probably on a private property. And, um, yeah, who's going to be there? Well, lots of different people who uh, could care less about your well-being. Pfizer CEO Albert Berula, Henry Kissinger, uh, former head of the CIA, General David Petraeus, Google CEO, uh, former CEO, Eric Schmidt, uh, Senator Christian Cinema, CIA Director William Burns. So, you know, Senator Christian Cinema and CIA Director William Burns are attending a private globalist meeting talking about world government. Does that seem odd to you does that seem a little off to you it's just like last week at the davos meeting when we had multiple congressmen senators and governors attending a meeting about world government it's almost like they're planning world government i mean you know it's this uh this idea this this you know it just comes to mind when i start looking at things like this like you have the Davos Bros, which is the World Economic Forum's annual meeting, which they're globalists, talking about elitists ruling the world, bringing in a new world order, a one-world government. Then you have the Bilderbergers, who are, don't meet in public. They meet in private, and they meet about creating a one-world government, a new world order. They meet about talking about how the world's going to be ran by elites. And in both instances, you have elected representatives who have sworn an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America attending these events. You have appointed administration officials who are the heads of certain parts of our government attending these meetings where they're planning world government. I think they plan a little bit more than that. The the key topics that they will be discussing: Ukraine. Oh yeah, I mean, you no, know, that's that's a big one, right? Trade and deglobalization. I, I guess we're in uh, George Orwell's double speak here: deglobalization, fragmentation of democratic societies. That must mean what they're doing is fragmenting the democratic societies. They're going to come up with better ideas on how to fragment democratic societies post pandemic health well that's interesting i mean considering the who is trying to put in this totalitarian tyrannical treaty where they have complete control over the next pandemic energy security and sustainability wow you know that word sustainability it just rings true through the world economic Forum all the way over to the Bilderbergers. disinformation i mean you know If there's one thing that the globalists need to fight, that's definitely disinformation. And so I go back, I resort back to when truth becomes conspiracy, conspiracy becomes truth. And so this is the way I look at disinformation now. Is that all truth has now become a conspiracy and is disinformation. You ready for this next topic? disruption of the global financial system. You know, I don't know if this is a, a talking list or an agenda which they seek to implement over the next two years. Continuity of government and the economy. What are they planning for? Disruption of the global financial system. Continuity of government and the economy. I mean, it's almost like they're planning like to reset the global community. Like, like a great reset. I mean... I, I don't know about these people. Then then we got Russia. Sino-U.S. Tech Competition. So, Sino-U.S. Tech Competition. Oh, okay. Tech Competition. Indo-Pacific Realignment. Oh, that's definitely something that they want there, right? The Indo-Pacific Realignment. Hey, uh, India and Eastern Asia. Yeah, we, yeah we're going to realign you guys. We're not liking you too much. <laughs> China. Just one word. Russia, China. You know, I've said this for the longest time. That China and Russia were rogue towards the globalists. They no longer wanted to be a part of the globalist agenda. Right? Now we have Ukraine, which is a proxy war that the Western nations are utilizing against Russia. But the only three countries named here. China, Russia, Ukraine. Why are China and Russia a focus? Why are they talking about Sino-US tech competition. Why are they talking about global financial collapse? continuity of government. Then they have NATO challenges. I love it. NATO challenges. NATO challenges is they don't have supreme rule to go out there and attack whoever they want. They have to have prerequisites for war. And then the first one, and this is the last one I'll tell you about, is geopolitical realignment. Huh. I mean... Geopolitical realignment, continuity of government and economy, disruption of global financial systems, disinformation, energy security and sustainability, fragmentation of democratic society. You know what that sounds like? Hold, Hold on a second here. I want everybody to look at this. Geopolitical realignment, China, Russia, Ukraine, right? NATO challenges. Continuity of government and economy, disruption of the global financial system, disinformation, energy security and sustainability, fragmentation of democratic... Society. This sounds like a firestorm event. Does it not? The firestorm event. World War Three, Russia, China, Western nations. Right? Political destabilization. They say fragmentation of democratic societies. <laughs> I say... Political destabilization of your local, your state, and your federal levels. I talk about attacks on infrastructure, energy, transportation, these types of things. They say energy security and sustainability. I say supply chain disruptions including food and energy. They say disruption of the global financial system. the trade and Globalization. I say political destabilization of the federal levels. I already went over that one. What else do we say here? We we talked about global financial collapse. That's right. Well, and then for the political destabilization, continuity of government in the economy. Why would you need a continuity plan in a global perspective of government? Unless you have a feeling that government's going to take a dump. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's one thing to be right, but it's another thing to be spot on. Well, they're coming for your guns. And I don't think that's uh, something that we have to, to discuss too thoroughly. But uh, Democrat Representative David Cicilline uh, on gun control debate. Spare me the beep beep about your constitutional rights. Matt Goetz and uh, Cicillin had a, uh, a heated debate. Gates had to propose a measure against red flag laws that said Congress disfavors the enactment of laws that authorize a court to issue an extreme risk protection order, also known as red flag laws, in the states because such laws trample on an individual's due process and Second Amendment rights. And he's absolutely correct. It's a complete infringement upon the United States Constitution. Cicilline said back, imminent danger to themselves and others, such that they might commit mass murder, have a constitutional right to access a firearm and deny them that right would. Quote, trample on an individual's due process and Second Amendment rights. You know who didn't have due process? You know who didn't have their constitutional rights to life respected? The kids at Parkland, Sandy Hook, Uvalde, Buffalo, and the list goes on. So spare me the B.S., about your constitutional rights. See, the problem here with Sislin is he says imminent danger to themselves and others such that they might commit a murder. Well, see, here's the thing, is law enforcement has to have reasonable articulated suspicion, which means that they have to have incredibly good knowledge that that event is going to happen before they intervene of detainment. See, you can't just rid somebody of their constitutional rights because you feel they might be doing something wrong. Or you think they might be doing something wrong. Our founding fathers initiated the Constitution for these exact reasons. Well, King George thinks you guys might rebel, so we're going to take away all the guns. Wait, he, he thinks? Oh yeah, he's got a really good feeling. You know, because thinking derives from feeling. And so Cicillin is someone who took an oath to the United States Constitution, but obviously doesn't give a darn about his oath because he believes that thought crimes are now crimes, crimes of which you think about things, thoughts that what other people think you might do. Now, Now, here's the problem with red flag gun laws. Let's say that you and your neighbor are having a dispute over your your yards. Your neighbor doesn't like you. Let's say your na- neighbor is some uh, liberal yuppie. Let's say you are a conservative. God-fearing. America-loving. Gun-loving. Patriot. Let's say that you have that uh, come and take it flag out there. Flying right next to your Marine Corps flag. Your Navy flag. And the United States American flag. And then one day. Police show up at your door, and they knock, and they got guns drawn, and they bust down the door, they run in, and they detain you. And you say, what, what's going on here? And they say, well, we had a report from one of your neighbors that you had been talking about using your guns for mass murder. And you say, N- no, I didn't. They say, well, it doesn't matter because your neighbor feels that you were going to do that. And this is a no-knock warrant, right? No-knock warrant. They're arresting you. They have a court order to take away your civil rights, your God-given rights because of what someone else felt. That's the problem with red flag gun laws. And you know what? For most people when that event would happen is they would be met at the door. <laughs> With probably the truth of the scenario. I'm just saying that out of out of good humor and a lot of truth. Because if you're flying that Marine Corps flag and you're a God, God-fearing, God-loving patriot. And some tyrants want to bust down your door when you know you committed no crime. Well, you're going to protect and defend your constitutional rights. You're going to protect and defend your house. Because you took an oath to the Constitution to protect and defend it against all enemies. Foreign and domestic. In this Hypothetical scenario, of course. Ohio's Ohio's governor, Mike DeWine, is expected to sign a bill to arm teachers in schools. We're going to talk about that and much, much more in just one minute. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. is uh, Mike DeWine is expected to sign a bill approved by state lawmakers that would permit school teachers and other public school employees to carry a firearm as w- as quickly as the fall semester. Now, there is an intelligent man. There is an intelligent state. This is a state that, man, I, I mean, I, I don't want to have harsh winters, but in cold winters. I live in Colorado, and many people think it's filled with snow over here, and it's really not. Um But that's a state I would consider moving to now. The Armed School Security Staff Bill, HB99, would offer schools an additional option to provide more robust security for school children following a recent uptick in school shootings. And and by the way, we're getting new reports right now um, from my Rochester friends. Uh, that apparently there is another school shooting in New York. Apparently a false flag event, and probably another false flag event, a a school shooting. And uh, we've warned you about this. We said that this was going to happen. We said that there's going to be false flags. And apparently this one is in New York State. You know, just interesting enough that it happened nine days before the Supreme Court ruling on a Second Amendment case pertaining to New York State. And, uh, you know, If you had the armed school security staff bill in place, these things wouldn't happen. And you know, another interesting part about this is we've sent over $160 billion, $160 billion to Ukraine, including arms, ammunitions, missiles, drones, and apparently their soldiers over there have no supplies, they have no weapons, they have no ammunition, and they're losing the battle. Their people have no food, no water, no supplies. The whole country is devastated. The question is, what is happening, one, to the money, number two, to all the arms and munitions that are going over there? People don't want to hear this. People don't want to know what I'm about to tell you. Ukraine has been one of the number one places of money laundering for decades. That money is being funneled through Ukraine. They take out their profit margin. And then they send it over the NGOs, nonprofits, philanthropies, not other non-government organizations. That money then gets sent back to politicians, to the DNC to fund their 2022 campaigns. It also goes to fund Campaigns for George Soros and open societies like Antifa and BLM. It goes into radical organizations. As well as those arms, those munitions. We have a very, very strong feeling, a really good indication. That the globalists are building a private army. A private military. And they, they are sending all of this equipment, all of this stuff over there. To build their private army and now we start seeing the reports from these Ukrainian soldiers that they're not getting anything it starts to ring true but the 168 plus billion dollars if you just took 10 billion of that money 10 billion dollars that's it you could provide armed security guards for almost every school in America and provide a salary for those people. Three to five man teams, armed security guards, hire veterans, SWAT team members. You pay them $60,000 plus a year and you can pay them for 20 plus years. See, we've forgotten just how valuable how much ten billion dollars is? A hundred billion dollars. You could literally take that money and fund five people paying them sixty to eighty thousand dollars a year for well over twenty plus years and have tons of money left over for door automatic door locks, for lockdown mechanisms, for Fences, security cameras. But see, the liberals, the Democrats, they don't want you to know that. They don't care about your schools. They don't care about your borders. They only care about money and power. Now, some people are saying that. You know, the the solution here isn't to arm our schools. Why not? You go to Israel. You have barbed wire fences, electronically controlled concrete gates, armed security personnel at the front gate, at the front door, and roaming the halls of their schools. Why? Because they say that our children are our future, and it is our job to protect the future of our people. See, I have no problem giving up this show, taking my AR-15, putting on my TAC vest, arming up, contacting local authorities, telling them, hey, I'm going to go offer my services for free and be a security team for anywhere you want to put me. Any school you want me to go to, I will go there and defend that school with the skill set and the knowledge that I have and make sure that nobody does harm unto those children. And I would do that free of charge. Because our children are our future. And I know that there's hundreds of thousands of good, God-fearing, patriotic Americans out there that would do the same thing. Now, you pay me $80,000 a year for 20 years, I'd be more happier to do it. And I'm pretty sure a lot of veterans could utilize that type of salary. The question is, is why? Why are the radicalized left so hellbent on destroying this country? <clears throat> destroying it from within. Tearing and ripping apart the moral fabric of this country. This election year, be sure to contact all your lawmakers and demand support for the Constitution and your Second Amendment rights. Learn more. Join Scope. Visit MonroeCountyScope.com. Dark to Light with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark to Light show, and I go to a quote. The strongest reason... For the people to retain the right to keep and bear arms is as a last resort to protect themselves against tyranny and government. That's Thomas Jefferson. What did George Washington have to say this? A free people ought not only be armed and disciplined, but they should have sufficient arms and ammunition to maintain a status of independence from any who might attempt to abuse them, which would include... Their own government. Hmm. Interesting. And so Sicily, you know, the uh, the Democrat congressman there. I I would have a few words for you that I cannot say over the airwaves. And I would tell you to shove your words up somewhere that I can't say (laughs) on the airwaves. You know, the same people who want you to disarm your guns here in America. Are the same people that praise Ukraine for giving machine guns to the civilians to fight the Russians. Talk about uh, uh, massive ignorance. Excuse me. I had a burp there. Maricopa County has counted 19,000 late and invalid ballots in the 2020 elections. New disgorge records have shown. Huh. What? Donald Trump only lost, quotation marks around lost, by less than 10,000. The law requires that ballots be received by the county by 7 p.m. on Election Day. However, the county's early voting rejection summary shows it rejected just 934 late ballots of more than 20,000 that were transported from the U.S. Postal Service after Election Day. Arizona's electoral votes were counted in favor of then Democrat presidential nominee, Joe Biden, who won the presidency by 74 electoral votes. Biden won Arizona by about 10,500 votes. So the 19,000 ballots might have changed the outcome of the Arizona race, given it to then GOP incumbent President Donald Trump. We know the, the real truth in this matter here. But yeah, this is what you're in store for coming November. They are going to claw, they are going to cheat, they are going to steal. They are going to do everything in their power to remain in power. Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Lord Acton said that. Another one of my favorite quotes is, truth goes through three stages. First, it is heavily ridiculed second it is violently opposed and third is accepted as self-evident right now we are in moving into that part two phase with truth when truth becomes conspiracy conspiracy becomes truth and so with the 2020 or 2022 primary season coming up and the 2022 election general election season coming up we can expect some interesting things to happen here. Like a, a new virus or a new variant. Well, just uh, just out of coincidence, the CDC just issued a level 2 travel alert on monkeypox. Level 3 coming in June and will likely restrict the travel of Americans. I've, I've seen this before. You know, this is... Uh, Eerily reminiscent of late December, early January of 2020. I mean, oh, we're just going to restrict travel. Oh, we're going to we're going to restrict interstate travel. Oh, we're going to restrict you to your homes. Oh, well, guess what? Now we need to we need to put out some emergency provisions pertaining to voting, so well, people can vote for mail because they don't want to get out, go out there, and get this nasty virus that's out there. You mean the cold? No, 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 the the nasty killer virus. You mean the flu? No, 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 this virus that that is running rampant in the world. You mean the flu? Because that's really what it was. It's just uh, a strong variation of the flu. Urgent warning the women under 40 after a sharp rise in a sudden killer. This is from the New York Post. And I want you to to keep this in the context of your mind for what I'm about to say. Women under 40 are increasingly dying of a sudden killer disease, the campaigner had warned. Blood clots can occur in people of any age and strike those who are seemingly fit. Hmm. That's interesting. Let's go to this next article real quick. A new class <clears throat> excuse me my throat a new class of super reactive chemical compounds has been proven to form in the atmosphere and they could be contributing to cardiovascular disease and respiratory diseases including heart failure. Hmm. You you know what's interesting is the blood clots cardiovascular and respiratory diseases are all the adverse reactions that are caused by the onset of vaccination, of the COVID vaccine. Isn't it interesting how all of a sudden after the COVID vaccine, they start coming out and say, the air you breathe, global warming is causing heart attacks in children. This is an article from a few weeks ago. Mainstream media. Now they're saying that though. Hey there's particulates. In the atmosphere that rain down on top of the people. And they cause heart disease. And respiratory illnesses. Like blood clots in your lungs. Hey women. You might. uh, There's been a sharp increase. The amount of women that are getting blood clots. The last two years. (laughs) In In the UK. There has been, are you ready for this one? There's been a 34% in prenatal mortality. That means that babies are dying in the womb before being born. 34%. The numbers that we're seeing from OBGYNs in the United States of America, and these aren't the things that are reported to people because none of this is being associated with the adverse effects. It's just being thrown off as coincidence. But we got a good friend out there. He's a medical doctor. He's a whistleblower. He's an OBGYN in practice currently right now. And they've seen over a 110% increase from just last year of prenatal mortality, of miscarriages, Stillbirths of infertility, and the one common denominator that he can pinpoint with 100% accuracy is that all these women were vaccinated against COVID 19. Human beings are being eradicated. We're being herded onto the chattel buses to the slaughterhouse. That's, in any perspective, that's what's happening. And see, they came for your health, and we did nothing. They came for your guns, and you did nothing. They came for your political structure, and you did nothing. Then they came for your economy, and you had no means to survive after that, of which there's nothing more you could do. I think I was wrong and didn't fully understand inflation are the words of the former chairman of the Federal Reserve and Secretary of Treasury, economist Janet Yellen. I think I was wrong. I didn't fully understand inflation. Then you should be fired. You should tender your resignation and leave with your head put down in shame. You are the secretary of the treasury, the former chairman of the Federal Reserve, uh, an advisor to the World Bank, and you don't understand inflation? My my eight-year-old daughter and 10-year-old son understand inflation. <laughs> my, my, uh, my HVAC technician understands inflation, and I understand it a lot more after I got his bill. <laughs> Elon Musk says that he has a very bad feeling about the economy. J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon says a hurricane is coming for the U.S. economy Brace yourself. Going back to the Bilderberg meeting. What do they say? Disruption of the global financial system. Continuity of government and the economy. I, I wonder what they know. Dark Delight with Josh Reeb on the WYSL stations. Perfect song to come back into. This is the Dark Delight show. And, uh, well, you know what? I feel fine. Because, you know what? At the end of it all, these globalists are going to try. But I don't think the world is going to acquiesce to their power, to their authority. I don't think the world is joined to just give in and let them take over this world, all the sovereign nations, all the rights, all the freedoms. I believe that the world is good, that the people of the world are good. That the, the, the woke, radicalized, apparently majority that we said there is, is actually a very, very, very minute minority. And that goes on the radicalized left as well as the radicalized right. And that most people in the world, they want opportunity. They want opportunity to succeed, to work hard, to build a life for themselves, for their family, to, to gain wealth, assets, property, to be happy within life. But they don't want equal outcome, which is known as equity through the world economic forum. They don't want equal outcome. They don't want a person who does absolutely no work at all to get the same pay as them. Imagine for a moment uh, uh, applying for an Ivy League school right now. And you get accepted to Harvard. And by the way, this is in progress right now in these universities and you go to Harvard and you finish your first semester and your grades all come back and you worked your you worked your butt off you aced every exam you were on time for every class you listened to every lecture you you handed in all of the homework on time and aced every single question And your grade comes back, and you're expecting that A. Plus. And you see a C minus. And you go, How, how do I have a C minus? How, how do I have a C minus? And you start going through everything, and you go up to the professor, and you go, Hey, I, I don't get it. I, I worked my butt off. I aced everything. I showed up to every class and lecture. I understand this class wholeheartedly. And the, the professor comes back and says, oh, well, no, you did. You actually did really well in the class. And, and that's actually what brought up the mean average of the whole class. Well, what do you mean? Well, there's a lot of people in the class that didn't do so well. They, they didn't learn the lessons. They didn't learn the information. They didn't hand in the homework. And they didn't hand in, they didn't ace the test. But see, we give all the same grades to everybody here. And we just do a mean average of the whole class. And so everybody has the same outcome. Eventually, those dumb people in that class that did no work, they graduate college with that degree. They go on to their master's degree. The same thing happens. They go on to their PhD. The same thing happens because they paid the money for the outcome. And they become a doctor, an engineer that then moves forth and gives you a COVID vaccine. (laughs) No. Listen, we have some very, very tough times ahead of us. They call me the bearer of doom and gloom. And the reason is because I'm real with people. I don't lie to people. I don't sugarcoat things. I don't tell you, I don't pat you on the back and say, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Because it's not. It's not going to be okay. If you look at the state of the world, if you look at the state of this country, if you look at the things that are happening that are being orchestrated, if you look at the timeline of events all leading up to this moment today, you can see that things are not going to be okay. That this world is headed towards a very, very dark period. That life as we know it, this comfortable, easy life that we know it right now is about to get very difficult, very uncomfortable. That just like our parents, our grandparents before us, who survived through the Great Depression, who survived through the financial collapse of 29, who lost everything, had their gold confiscated, lost their farms, their land, their houses, their jobs, their savings, their wealth. History doesn't repeat, but it surely does rhyme. We are headed into some dark times right now. And I want every single one of you to be prepared for what is coming. For what comes next. In the Bible, they call it the apocalypse. Now, many people who read about these things, they they don't understand where words derive from, the etymology of these words. The word apocalypse actually is Coptic or Egyptian. And it derives from the meaning of the unveiling, the lifting of the veil. And this pertains to a Egyptian goddess by the of, uh, name of Isis, who was Isis of Sais, the primordial goddess, who held the secrets of the universe behind her veil, the secrets of knowledge. And that the lifting of the veil would unveil to mankind the truth. And right now we are going through this apocalypse. The, the unveiling is happening. It is being lifted before your eyes, and the truth is being shown to the world. The question then arises, what do you do with that newfound information? What do you do with the knowledge you have learned from the truth? No one ever said that the truth was going to be beautiful, blazing flowers that smell Like absolute heaven. Sometimes the truth is cold. It's hard. It's dark. But it's that trial and tribulation in life that we must move through. It is that thing that occurs to us. Once in a lifetime. That rises men up. Into a new state of being. That produces heroes, leaders, that extinguishes tyrants and oppressors. That's where we're headed right now. We're headed into a world in which they want to control every aspect of your life. Straight down into monitoring your cellular activity, knowing your daily habits in and out and what you are thinking. And we just can't let them do that. See, America represents the antithesis of what they want to do. And as long as America stands, as long as America is alive and breathing, as long as America stands tall, proud, stands up to the fight against tyranny and oppression, against these aggressors, We would truly be victorious. I wish you guys a happy weekend. But I would remind you, prepare. Because things are about to change in this world. They are making sure of it. They are doing everything in their power to make sure that they take over this global world.